We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. This is uh, Monday, December 28th. It is the last Monday observations podcast of the season. Uh, it's championship week. We got one game left, Pats and Bills tonight. Uh, Chris, I know I was reading your observations article. You've got two games or, or two ga- two teams that you still have stuff that, that you cared about, Stake League and NFFC. I was in three championship games, and I'm sweating all of them. And it makes you realize, when you're sweating it to this degree, it makes you realize every little thing that can tick you off uh, that you, when you need something down the rest of the way. Uh, for instance, last night, Tennessee and Green Bay. And you, you know, at the end of the game, the, the, the Titans, they have, they have that four downs where they, they, they stall out in the Packers' red zone. They get to the 15, and Derrick Henry's not even on the field for those four plays. I don't have Henry, but I had Tannehill and A.J. Brown in two leagues. And I'm, I'm in a tight battle on both. And I need these guys to do something. And, of course, they don't hook up. And then the Packers have this seven-minute drive where they're running clock. And I, I was like, just score already, darn it. And I was like, and then yeah. – they do score before the two-minute warning. I'm like, okay, well, at least they're going to get the ball, get something. No, they put in Woodside, downside, uh, and, and no great Brown or anything. They don't even try. Like, have some pride, man. Yeah, it sucks. It's uh, There's a lot of weird stuff. Like, I have CD Lab in the Stake League, 
And yesterday the Cowboys are running and I have Jalen hurts and the Cowboys are running out the clock and CD lamb decides to run for a 19 yard touchdown in garbage time. And then Jalen hurts gets the ball back and I love Jalen Rieger. Now he didn't throw to Rieger. I don't think on that final garbage drive, but it's like if CD lamb just goes down, Dallas probably runs out the clock and that's it. But instead I get six, you know, eight points for that basically almost eight points. And then hurts gets a few short passes again. Uh, it, it really is like the crazy stuff. And the week before, remember CD lamb got a, uh, onside kick return touchdown in garbage time against the Niners too. Right. So, you know, that's twice I've gotten something that I really shouldn't have gotten. And you just imagine, you know, all the different permutations of what that does in all these different finals. So it is, it is, you know, fantasy football is, there's no justice in it. It's uh, there's a lot of that, but you know, it is what it is. And you know, the NFFC primetime league. So this, this I've gone over this team ad nauseum, so I'm not gonna go over it, but it just missed the playoffs. It was a good team. And so I was in the consolation round. I was in first in the consolation for a lot of yesterday. Oh, wow. And I finished fourth. Okay. And there's still a game tomorrow, you know, tonight. And there's a couple teams that if like Stefan Diggs scored, like, you know, 20 points would pass me, which he might because Stefan Diggs, but it's against the Pats. Uh, but if they don't, then I'm fourth and it's the consolation round. So you imagine it doesn't pay very deep. Yeah. It goes three deep the pay. So third gets 1500 fourth gets zero and I'm in fourth, no players left. So that's the end of that. Yeah. So, you get fired. You don't get the steak knives. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, there should be a consolation of the consolation that I should be right. in that, you know, for week 17, but it just, you know, whatever. It just, there's always a story to it or this or that. But, you know, the team scored 178 points or whatever. But it wasn't enough. I knew I needed 200. I was like, all right, I probably need 200. And I came close. I had Alvin Kamara on Friday night. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't quite enough. Yeah, I mean, congrats. If you happen to get to the finals with Kamara, congrats on your championship. Although, I mean, there were some other Well, huge- Devontae Adams, you know, right. went crazy. And Mike Evans went crazy. There are a couple guys that, you know, were pretty big. But, yeah. Yeah, Camara was just ridiculous. What do you have? Six touchdowns or something? That first time he could have had seven or eight. By the way, there was there was a pass that he dropped that was thrown to him in the first quarter where they the only drive they settled for a field goal, and then they went to Taysom Hill on one of the plays from you know the two yard line. Right. So he could have had eight. He really could have had eight touchdowns. I mean, yeah. I don't see why he didn't get eight. I would have won some money. I would have won probably. You know, I don't know if I would have taken first, but I would have won two grand for second. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. Like, you know, I, I whine and whinge and moan about, uh, you know, the, Tannehill not being in that last series or the Titans punting from the 32-yard line in their first drive. I mean, come on, guys. That, they, you know, they got what they deserve for being so nutless for that. But still, then I was going up against Alvin Cook. You know, Mike Boone got that short touchdown. Irv Smith got two short touchdown catches. Right. I mean, it could right. that game could have gone a lot of different ways. I could have been way behind, you know, after that. But you know, so it's we we always feel persecuted by fantasy football because of these little things like this guy cost me or this coach cost me. You know, I have Josh Jacobs in that same league that did cost me. But good grief, good grief! There's so many other little things that happened that probably benefited me. Like you mentioned, I have CD Lamb uh, in another championship game, and my opponent has. Jalen Hurts. They don't have that BS fumble call. Then oh, yeah, totally. Hurts puts up right. more points. He got negative points for the fumble and then lost the opportunity to do anything, any more damage against me. Yeah, there's, there's so many things. You know, it's funny. I was bitching about that primetime where I had some bad quarterback luck. And then I heard Dalton Del Don's problems. Oh, Not no. only did he have 
you know, the Rays to win the World Series at 20 to 1 to win like 20 grand, and he had the Niners to win the Super Bowl to win like 20 grand, uh, and, you know, barely hedged it. It was to hedge it with me. I gave 1,200 bucks. That was all he got for that bet. And not only that's two giant ones, but he also had, he was in first place, likely to win like the Silver Bullet or one of those big NFFCs. And he had uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire going the, the night where he was active, but just didn't play. And then Antonio Gibson, the Monday night where he hurt his toe on the first play of the game right. that was out. And that, because of that, he didn't win. So everybody's got a story. You either win or you have a story. The story is entertaining for a minute. It's not as good as the win, but just, yeah, rest assured everybody who didn't win, there was something that happened like that, that shouldn't have happened or could have gone the other way, but yeah, it's, it's football. And the truth is like most leagues are won or lost on that kind of stuff. Like there's, it's just like football games, right? Like some years there's like the 85 bears and they win the super bowl and there was no coulda, woulda, shoulda. They just won the super bowl and they crushed everybody in their path. And it doesn't really matter. You could, t- you could reverse any single play and it wouldn't have made any difference. And there's most years, or at least a lot of years is just one of those things where Scott Norwood misses the kick a little bit, or, right. you, you know, that, that one super, that one whole season where it ended up with Russell Wilson throwing the pick, uh, in the super bowl. But the game before the, the Pat Packers had the, uh, the Seahawks dead to rights and Mike McCarthy totally just nutless monkey the game away completely. But that the Packers might not have even been there, but for calling the Des Bryant catch a non-catch and the Cowboys might not have been there, but for some BS fumble call against, I think it was the lions. I want to say in the first round, right? You I know, remember Stafford that and Calvin Johnson. So every team that advanced, it was on some kind of thing. And that happens a lot. It happens in fantasy where it happens. Survivor, you know, once in a while you get an 85 bears thing where it's like, there's a, it's a no doubter. You won, you won, you led wire to wire. You crushed everybody in the playoffs by 30 points. That happens, but that is not, I, to me, that's not the rule. That's the exception. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a reason why most point spreads are like three, you know, it's on, yeah. on small and then that, why that's such a magic number when we're wagering and things like that. Um, yeah, it, it, it happens all the time. And then same is true with our fantasy leagues. I mean, just look at the Raiders Dolphins game. You know, oh, the man. bizarre finish there and how yeah, that, that game turned so many different times. That game, I mean, that was the, the craziest thing. So on first down, Josh Jacobs runs it to the one yard line. Yeah, I get it. If you have Josh Jacobs stops, but wisely because they got to run, you know, three more plays. But on third down, they knelt on it and they easily could have gone for the touchdown because they score there. It's worth it on third down after running two more plays. But they don't even think to do it. They kneel on it. Okay, fine. Run it they on fourth down. I mean, just run it. Yeah, get well, your no, extra play. Fourth down. They were they were losing. They were oh, losing. you're right. You're right. Yeah, right. That's right. That's right. They were so, losing. That's yeah, right. So, so they had they, to kick the they had to kick the field goal because of the but, missed extra point. Yeah, that's right. Because of a missed extra point, right? But they, because of that, they had to kick the field goal to win. But, uh, but, okay, fine. They've got the field goal, and the Dolphins were letting them score. And Josh Jacobs realized it and stopped at the one on first down. So now it's second and goal, and you run more clock. And then they, they knelt on second down. Great. Run more clock, but on third and goal from the one or the two, wherever they were, they should have tried to score because now it's a touchdown and, and the dolphins would have needed a full touchdown and you still would have run, you know, all that clock off. Right. But instead they, they kneel on third, get it down even further, kick the field goal. They're up two. but now the dolphins only need a field goal. So, yeah. you know, it just, they, not only they blow a coverage somehow in that situation, but they get a face mask on the QB at the same time. 
Yeah. So it's 15 added to the you know, penalty, and then Sanders kicks an easy field goal to win the game. But that is just – I mean, it, it really was karma for that, that win against the Jets where the Jets were – it looked like they were tanking. Right. And that's a whole other story about the Jets. It's just an insane <laughs> turn of events with the Jets. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, there is some bizarro things. I mean, the Browns getting those four you know, four receivers on the COVID list all because they were close contacts. They personally didn't test positive, but the you know, because of close contact rules, they had to because they were all in the same hot tub with uh, an infected player. Which Were they really in a hot tub? Yes, they were. That, that, that's the hot the, tub is really the thing with Cleveland. I mean, how much – I mean, don't you think if you're the Browns, you just get rid of the hot tub? I mean, it's caused so <laughs> I know, many right? problems, you know, over the years. I mean, and, you know, honestly. Single-use hot staff. tubs. You use it once, you dispose of it, you have to have a new one. No more. Because yeah. they've had staph infections from that damn thing. I mean, it's it's amazing. Um, yeah, it's like COVID's the least of your worries when you get in that hot tub in Cleveland. I wouldn't get in that thing. <laughs> I know. know. Bet. But so anyway, yeah, so the Jets somehow, right, they're 0-13. They have, you know, by all metrics, one of the worst – teams of all time through 13 games, if not the single worst NFL team of all time, or at least in modern era. And they beat two playoff teams. Now the Rams may not make the playoffs. We can talk about that. The Browns might not make it either. Oh, I didn't realize that. I I thought the Browns were kind of in. I'm pretty sure they have to, I think they have to beat the Steelers or or other people have to lose. With Tennessee and Indy losing, they're still not in. I I have permutations up somewhere. I'll look at it. Yeah. I'm looking it up too while we talk, but, but the Jets, you know, basically be two playoff, you know, qualifying teams, but for their loss to the Jets, let's say. Yeah. Out of nowhere. And it just shows these teams are not particles, they're waves. Like the Jets, obviously the Jets aren't like some great team now, but they are not the team that was 0-13, worst of all time. They're just a garden variety, below average team now. If the Jets and Giants played on a neutral field, I mean, the line would be three at most, maybe one, maybe zero. I mean, it's it's... It's so fast how this changes. You know, they win two games. And obviously, as you said, Cleveland was missing some key players. Why doesn't Cleveland run the ball? I don't understand why Cleveland puts the ball in Baker Mayfield's hands so much and doesn't uh, just let Nick Chubb have 30 carries. I don't know either. No idea. I, they were being too tricky, uh, I guess. But, you know, and I got to rewatch that game. It was not my primary game, obviously, uh, yesterday. So I was paying less attention to that than I was to others. But, by the way, here's the deal. Right now, the Browns are the seventh seed. They are the last team in. They have a 53% chance to make it. They need to to clinch. They need. It, they could have clinched with a win. Instead, they have the head-to-head tiebreaker against the Colts. So if they, you know, they win, they're in. If they if the Colts lose, they're in. Uh, but if the Colts win and they lose, Colts are Colts are playing Jacksonville. So yeah, Colts are going to win. And Cleveland's playing Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh's also clinched the division. So. Yeah, I don't know what how how hard Pittsburgh's going to try. Can you know how how much do they care about seeding at this point? Because the Chiefs clinched first in the in the AFC also. So the Ravens might be screwed then, right? Because the because Ra- if if Cleveland wins against Pittsburgh, no, Ravens are in. Ravens are the six seed. The Colts are the team that you know that is on the outside looking in right now. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm in the ESPN tool right now, so I'm looking at this. So Colts win, Browns win. And Ravens, who do the Ravens play this week? Bengals at Cincy. Okay, so and, and Ravens win. Let me put all those in. Oh, here we go. So Ravens, no, the Ravens have to win, though. If they lose, they're not in. Yeah, they, they, they do need to win. They should okay. win. They, they also get win. in if the Browns or Colts lose. Okay, so they need to win or have either team lose. So the Colts are screwed, right? If, if everybody, yeah. no, no, 
The Colts are, I, are on the outside looking in. They need somebody to lose, and they need and the, while they take care of business. Okay, but also the Dolphins. Do the Dolphins need to win to get in? Let's say the Bills beat the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins are out. Everybody, if everybody else wins, but the Dolphins lose at Buffalo, then the Dolphins are out. Yeah. So that's another team. So the Dolphins have to win at Buffalo. Now the question is, since the Bills have the number one seed locked up, how much does Buffalo care about this game? That's right. I mean, how much? But let's. I think both Pittsburgh and Buffalo would rather play at home for that second round game, right? Because right now the Steelers are still the two seed and the, and the Bills are the three. Even though, at least uh, look at what I'm looking at at ESPN, unlike the, the seedings. It's um, only because the Bills hasn't played tonight. It's oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. So when the Bills win, if the Bills win tonight, then they'll be, the, they'll be back as the two seed. Yeah, that's right. So, all right. But, so, right. but the thing is, you know, Buffalo, I'm looking at this. If they all win, then... The Dolphins are if – if the Bills win, I guess I had it. Bills. If the Bills win and the Dolphins are out, the Bills end up playing Tennessee at home and Pittsburgh gets Cleveland. I'd rather face Cleveland than Tennessee personally. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that comes into it. They probably don't think about that because it's too – Although Tennessee's you know, defense is so bad right now. Oh, they're really bad. They're terrible. And they can't get any pass rush whatsoever. They, no, they haven't been able to get a pass rush for, for weeks. I mean, yeah. that's just been they don't tackle all that well. Yeah, just they're a mess. They're they're really a mess. And then, you know, as much as Vrabel does some smart things, he does some really dumb things. That punt, that punt from the thirty-two yard line, Chris, that was that's inexcusable. I don't. Okay, yeah, okay. You don't trust your kicker. Then just go for it. You're only gaining twelve yards anyhow if you punt. What was that? What was the down and distance like? Fourth, fourth and what? seven from the thirty-two. That's it fourth and seven, and they punted. Yeah, was, I didn't know. Totally nutless. I don't know what happened, but I have my. Uh, my NFL game pass sets that don't show the scores, but for some reason it showed the score and I saw it was 40 to 14 and I have, I had the Tennessee plus three and a half. So I was just like, I watched the game, but you I was cruised like, through yeah. it. Then. So yeah, I was not, I was not as into it because I knew the result. So I didn't notice that they punted on, uh, and, and the, uh, the broad, you know, Collinsworth and Michaels made barely any mention of that. In fact, you know, so on the op, you know, ensuing series, Tennessee has them stopped. And then they get a running into the kicker or something like that that continues the drive. And, of course, the Packers go down and score. And they go on and on about that penalty. But they don't say a damn thing about the punt from the 32, which is just like, that's such a bad decision. Especially, you know yourself. You know you have a bad defense. The Packers just moved it so easily against you the very first series. The Packers' offense is great. Their defense sucks, too. That is a go-for-it game. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a game where, like, you just don't punt. It's just one of those games where, well, you can't kick a field goal. And punting, I mean, you kick a short field goal. But, yeah, you just don't really punt in that in that situation. You yeah. just go for it the whole time. And if you're in a game between ridiculously, you know, if it's the Rams versus the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger's arm, we can talk about the Colts-Steelers game, too, which was interesting. You know, then you might punt quite a lot, you know, because you'd be like, okay. It, it just, yeah, that that's beyond inexcusable on the road. And they're already losing, right? They're already down seven, nothing at that point or six, nothing. Right. Uh, they are, they are down six, nothing. And yeah. And you just know, like the Packers moved it so easily against your defense, which has been giving up points every single week. It's a bad defense. I mean, it's just uh, so bad, so bad. I don't know. I get really frustrated with that one there um, because, and I understand there, there are the go for it, you know, 
fans out there. And then there's Ted Bell pushing back the opposite way, like always rooting for the punts and kicks. But um, I, I get it. There, you know, there, there are people that, I mean, that reflexively want to go for it every single time. But this well, was an obvious situation. Yeah. I mean, there's also like, there's like a base rate where, you know, the, you can use a, some sort of model to figure out when you should go for it and when you should kick field goals or punt. And they'll, they'll come up their sort of their base, right. Their base case of when, you know, obviously if you're fourth and 15 from your own 15 yard line, no model is going to say, go for it. You know, they're going to say punt and just, you know, unless you're like down 17 with five minutes left, but, um, but there's like a base rate and that base rate is not always right. And I agree that people who are just slaves to the base rate in situations like that, don't necessarily take into account, you know, the opposing defense, opposing offense, things like that. It's not th- those bots don't know everything. The bot, you know, the New York times had a bot, right. Uh, that was like a field goal bot and New York times, one of the, uh, discrediting itself at every turn. But that, that thing was like, you know, it was a, it was a rough base rate for when you should probably do it. And there's individual things in games that, you know, that, that are particular to that game and those teams that sometimes the, uh, the zealots don't take into account. But for the most part, you better have a good reason. And this one, obviously, yeah, as you said, this is obvious. There's there's not a good reason in that situation. Yeah, all the indicators were pointing in the opposite direction, that you needed it pointing towards going for it even more. Good offenses, you're losing, you're an underdog, you're on the road. Everything was pointing that way. Right. Uh, Before we talk Colts, Steelers, I want to talk about that. Got a quick note. Sports bettors know that magic happens when you turn a hunch into action and apply the right amount of expertise. That's why BetMGM has teamed up with RotoWire to offer new BetMGM customers a free six-month RotoWire subscription when they place their first bet. Register on the BetMGM app or website and use promo code ROTO, that's R-O-T-O, to claim your free subscription. Once you make your first sports wager, you'll receive a season's length of RotoWire's unmatched sports insights. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sports books by signing up and placing your first bet today. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Nevada, Tennessee, and West Virginia only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and Nevada and 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey and West Virginia. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. All right, Chris. Um, what a turnaround in Pittsburgh Indy. I mean, Indy was killing him in the first half. It was 21-7. They get a field goal to start the second half. It's 24-7. And what happened? A couple things happened. First off, Pittsburgh's defense played better. Philip Rivers struggles against good defenses. He made some good throws in the first half. The touchdown to Pascal was a nice throw. And it had some pressure, and he kind of stepped up. I mean, they blocked, but he took a hit, made a nice throw. Uh, but in the second half, he was having the Steelers kind of shut it down. I think the Colts went away from Jonathan Taylor too early. I agree. Again, another thing that happened that would have would have gotten you know that money. Uh, they just kept using Naheem Hines and not pounding it with the guy who has been running really well the last few weeks. And then uh, Rivers, when they finally did catch up, when the Steelers finally caught up, despite still not being able to run the ball. James Conner made a lot of good catches and runs up to the catch to get first downs. They just kind of stopped making errors and completing a lot of the, sh- the short stuff and strung together some drives. Uh, Rivers on first and 10, I think it was on the 47-yard line, the, his own 47, 
They'd gotten from like their own 30 to the 47. There was six minutes left. They're down four after the Steelers caught up. Just throws a horrible pick on first and 10, yes. overthrows everybody, goes right into Mike Hilton's hands, catches it. You know, and so that's, you know, one of their two drives that they have left in the game. They, you know, still had to go four and out in the final drive for the Steelers to win. But on third and 10, that would have been fine, that throw. It was a, st- a stupid throw. It was way too far. Nobody was open. But on third and 10, you're like, all right, we're, we're you know, probably going to have to either punt or go for a fourth and very long. And, you know, maybe that that's it. So fine. Take a big chance on first and 10. Do your dig and dunk. There's six minutes left. You're at midfield. You're down four. You know, be a caretaker. Hand it off to Jonathan Taylor. Hand it off to Naheem Hines if you want. Throw it to, you know, Trey Burton. Who cares? Right. But to throw downfield in that situation where no one's there, that's classic Rivers. Rivers is does not have the caretaker mentality. He's on a team with a good defense, a great offensive line, a great running game, lots of, you know, tight ends, running backs, short pass catchers. Just be Alex Smith without the mobility. Just make the short throws. You know, Rivers can read the pre-snap stuff. He can go to the right guy. He can lead the guy. He has touch on those short passes to backs. Do not be Brett Favre. You, this is not the, the team to do it on. And you don't have the skills to do it anymore. You don't have the arm to do it. You don't have the mobility to do it. And I just think that team, they may not make the playoffs now. And it, it's a bit, you know, it's just, Rivers and, and he's done this with the Chargers for so many years, like the, the soul crushing pick. Yeah, and, and it's just, you know, I had someone that said, you know, tweeted at me because I go, Philip Rivers, that is the tweet after I think his that bad interception at the end. And someone says, Well, he's had a better career. People don't realize he's had a better career than Eli. Okay, if you're looking at accumulated stats, maybe, but you know, key moments, no way. Yeah, right. And, that, and that's the argument, right? I mean, and again, like. It's the stats guys versus the watch football guys. And I do think that we settle championships in football based on postseason success. And uh, it sucked. You had Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in his conference, Bill Belichick, for a long time. But Roethlisberger's got two rings. Yeah, it's like it's not like Eli has two rings. I mean, the two other quarterbacks in his class in that same draft in that first round. Both have two rings apiece. Right. But in the AFC, you had Brady, peak Brady and Manning for most of his career, and then Roethlisberger and, and the Steelers. So that was tough. And then you got the Ravens and Harbaugh in there. It was tough. But the thing is, to make the Hall of Fame, you need to be one of those guys, one of those teams right. that everyone's like, oh, you had Rivers in your, in your conference? Right. Well, no wonder you didn't win any Super Bowls. If you're not even mentioned in the top three – you know, then you don't blow. I mean, Flacco won a Super Bowl. You know, I mean, Flacco won a Super Bowl. Right. Roethlisberger's won too. It wasn't impossible. It wasn't you know, oh Brady and, and Manning. Yeah, there's other. Rivers played a long time, and he never, not he, he never even got to the Super Bowl. Right. He, I think he got to like one AFC title game, and and it's not just that. Okay, you could be screwed by circumstance. Deshaun Watson, they have a worse record than the Bengals now. The Texans, they're four and eleven. But Deshaun Watson has thirty touchdowns, six picks. 8.8 YPA and 430 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns. Those are MVP numbers in any year. I mean, that's a, those clear MVP numbers, but his team's four and 11. Sometimes you can get, you know, Bill O'Brien. You can, you can have, you can be a great player on a bad team, but for 16 years and how many of those chargers implosions 
were Rivers himself doing the thing that you just can't right. do. Right. Throwing the pick, fumbling the ball, you know, draw, you know, fumbling a snap, something horrible that you're like, no, how did that happen? I had the chargers and I was getting three. How did that happen? I had it one. Um, I just don't think that can be your legacy. And then he's going to make the hall of fame because everybody does. Who's popular and, you know, puts up career stats, but he shouldn't. And I don't think Eli should either. Cause Eli was never a top five QB or maybe he was for a minute at his very peak, just the fifth best. But Eli won two Super Bowls and stepped up big in those games, did the opposite of pulling a rivers. He, he made the throws in improbable circumstances. I would put Eli in ahead of rivers, but I would have them both out. I tend to agree with your conclusion there. Um, I don't get too invested in Hall of Fame discussions for football. It's funny. I do football. care about like baseball once football. It's always this smoky room, you know, backroom stuff and all that. And like you know, when Ter- when Terrell Owens has to wait, I'm like, okay, I, I stopped. I, I don't care. I'm, I'm like, no, right. well, right. I do care obviously a little bit because I brought it up as an example. So clearly I do care. I'm like one of those guys online. I don't care about your thing. So I'm going to tweet about you not caring about your right. thing, but I, I don't get, I, I get animated about the baseball hall of fame. I don't about the football hall of fame. Yeah. I don't really care for either, but you're right. I'm like you, I'll argue it just out of merit, but you know, in the end it's just a bunch of people deciding it's not, it, you know, the, everything's on the field and there is a, and it's, first of all, it's just a, a fiction, but there is a true hall of fame, you know, in my mind, like the, the great, there's, there are great players. It doesn't matter whether we put them in a box or this box. There's, there's the greatest players and people will always argue about who those are. And, and yeah, obviously Terrell Owens is one of them, but, to, but to me, equally obvious, Philip Rivers is not one of them. He's yeah. not one of the guys you feared. He you never feared Rivers. I mean, I think that's a simple thing. You know, I'm like, well, yeah, he did have Brady and Manning in his conference to be in the hall of fame as a QB. Someone should be saying, well, yeah, they didn't win it. You know, Carson Palmer didn't win, win any Super Bowls with the Bengals, but he had Rivers in his conference. So, you know, you, that can be forgiven. You <laughs> would never even consider bringing up Rivers in that context, you know, and that for the quarterback should be a thing. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that, especially because, you know, credit, ten, credit and blame tends to hew towards the quarterback. You know, right. MVP discussions, Super Bowl MVP discussions, you know, you're the quarterback on a winning team. You get Super Bowl MVP a lot of the times, and that that's the way it is. Um, so, with the, the the coming up short, also comes that's the way it so, is. That's the blame. So, question for you: uh, See, people are saying Rogers got the MVP now. Rogers has, I think, 45, 44 touchdowns or and five picks or something like that. Four picks, five picks, forty-five and five. Still got eight point one YPA when when he won in two thousand eleven. He had forty-six and six. And he had 9.2 YPA. So he was way more efficient, but that was one of the greatest QB seasons of all time in 2011. And they were also 15 and one, but if the Packers, they play, they play at Chicago next week and the bears win and they're in. So the bear, this is like a very solid bears team. Now, right. This is like a pick them to me, you know, we'll, we'll guess the lines tomorrow. But like, to me, this is not like an easy game at all at Chicago. And if they lose this game, which they might, uh, the Chiefs have already clinched the number one seed. They don't doesn't matter. They're fourteen and one. So, it, to me, if they don't get the number one seed, I think Mahomes should probably win it. But if they get the number one seed, go ahead and give it to Rodgers. They both got the number one seed, and Rodgers' stats are a little better. And you know, Mahomes. I mean, this is kind of a dumb consideration, but he may win four more. Right. Rodgers is probably it. Um, but. So, that, so that's where I stand. Do you think Rodgers is going to win it if the Packers don't get the number one seat? He might. He 
could. Um, seems like Mahomes has a good chance to be the Mike Trout of baseball. Um, uh, Mike Trout of football. Right. You know, everyone knows he's the best player, but he's not always going to win the MVP. Right, because they're like, oh, well, this guy's old, or this guy. This guy had a better year by these yeah. stats here. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah, I think maybe. But I, I think if you're, I don't know. I mean, if you're the number one seed and and you have Rogers stats, okay. But how do you, you know, if Rogers doesn't beat the Bears in week 17 and the Packers, are, you know, they, they don't have a home field and then they end up losing in the playoffs, it's like, you know, it's, you just didn't. You didn't. You're well. I mean, there's not just the quarterback on the team, but right. Sorry, and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. You're like, well, probably should have given it to the guy whose team was was the best all year, than the guy who led them to a number two seed or number three seed. So, anyway, people, I, I I've been on my Twitter feed. It was like, oh, Rogers like the overwhelming favorite, but but the, there's a lot of recency get, bias in that conclusion. You no, know, too. I mean, Mahomes had a bad game yesterday. It's not not, yeah. not much way of getting around that. He played pretty poorly against the Falcons. They um, should have had a pick. Uh, you know, they I think when they got the go ahead touch on, they should have had a pick. He threw it right to the guy. He dropped it. Right, and then he got another chance and got a touchdown. Got, got, got the, the touchdown right after that. And by the way, um, you know, I, I understand he was fighting for his players, and you know, getting that interception was huge. But the challenge on that was horrible. There is no way they were going to overturn that call. And the Falcons could have used the extra time on that subsequent drive. Yeah, uh, I, I made the joke that uh, it, it works better in, in print because Young Way, so that is, is Young Way Koo, is in print, it's Young Ho. Yeah, right? I know. I mean, and it, we, you've made all the Young Ho jokes, and yet you found another one in your observations I, call. I did. I did. Not since uh, uh, Tyrion Lannister. Got, it, no one's been betrayed by a Young Ho that badly since Tyrion Lannister in Game of Thrones. I hope that's not too soon. I hope that's not a spoiler for anybody. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it was a short kick, and he's been amazing all year. I don't know what happened. He just, just botched it. Not that it mattered. It's not like Atlanta's. Yeah, I was wondering, was that gone. wind? Because I mean, that that's it's sliced pretty dramatically, and sometimes the wind will do that. But I don't know. I mean, it, it was. I was like, oh, he's automatic now. He's been so good this year. That's the thing that's frustrating. It's not like he's been you know blaking it all over the place there or anything like that or uh, badge being badgely uh no he's been so good well one thing i like is that uh i just spaced what i was gonna say i had a brilliant point and i just uh yeah one of your best spaced. anyway go ahead i'll come back to me keep yeah. going I'll well yeah and, and there's not much more else to say say you know <laughs> oh that's what it was is that i i was you know at that point i think it was first in the constellation thing and i'm like I don't want this game going to overtime. You know, I don't want him to kick that field goal. People have Calvin Ridley. People have all those chiefs, Kelsey, whoever, obviously like probably most of those people were in the, the actual championship bracket, but I'm like, you know, somebody who's doing well has those guys. Right. Uh, and then when he missed it, I was like, this is amazing. First of all, someone has him. So that's, you know, three points for him. But there was, you know, that, that saved a lot of fantasy points. You talk about like fantasy championships. Oh, I know. Lost. That guy not sending that game to overtime with with the amount of fantasy players in that game was huge. Yeah, in fact, in one of my champion in one of my championship games, I was up against Kelsey, Ridley, uh, Gage, and Matt Ryan. So that miss was massive, right? I mean, that almost certainly they would have put up more points if he makes that. So, right. that, yeah. so when I go back to Tannehill not getting that last drive, yeah. I got to remember Young Way Koo missed that field goal, which. You know, that, that was massive for me. Huge, huge. And so you got to remember that. But then again, 
Josh Jacobs not getting that touchdown at the end was massive for him. I had Jacobs. Right. Yeah. There, there's so much stuff. And I have CD Lamb things. on my bench in that league, of course. Uh, you know, because my receivers are Adams, AJ Brown, um, and someone else really good. Uh, God. Uh, point is, like, you know, you had like it, it wasn't even a consideration. I, you know, I'm, right. I'm starting Dobbins over him. I'm starting. Jacobs over him. I'm starting Jonathan Taylor over him. There was no, he was never going to be a guy that was in my lineup, but still, it's, yeah. oh yeah. And Metcalf, duh. That's who I also, right. you know, I'm not starting CD lamb over DK Metcalf. Yeah. Real man would have real, real man, man would have. Cause Oh, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. But you know, Metcalf actually was okay. That, that, was, that wasn't it either. It wasn't Ramsey. It was just the, the Seahawks. I mean, that was such an under game. I, I mean, that, that game, first of all, Jared Goff, he may have broken his thumb. So the Rams, are going to be underdogs probably this week uh, if he can't play, if golf can't play. I forget the name. I just wrote down their backup for my article and I forget his name again. It's some guy you've never heard of who's like twenty five years old. Yeah, some guy from Wake Forest, uh, Wolford or something. Yeah, exactly. John Wolford. So John Wolford is, is the would be starting for them. And Arizona has something to play for too. So that game that game matters. Oh, totally. I mean, the Rams will be underdogs if Wolford's the starter for sure. And you know, the Bears are in good shape. You know, they they've got a good chance. I think. If uh, if the Bears lose, I think Arizona and the Rams can both make it. They can actually both make it, depending on which one wins. If the Bears lose, and then if uh, the Bears win, obviously just the winner makes it. But yeah. it's uh, yeah, that game that was a terrible game, and the Seahawks defense is suddenly like at least not bad anymore. Right? It's so weird. Out of this. I mean, they were the worst defense in NFL history against the pass, and they're not in their bad. But the Rams offense. Nobody can make a play. They just don't have anyone who can make a big play. It's all dink and dunk. Goff tries to scramble. He is so slow. I can't believe a guy as young as him is that slow when you watch him play. Yeah. And Henderson got banged up in this game, too. That's why we saw a lot of Malcolm Brown late in this game, which is frustrating. And they're already down Cam Akers. I bet you Akers doesn't play this week, too. When, you, when he gets declared out early in the week last week uh, with that high ankle sprain, it's rare that he's going to come back the next week, too, unless – he just magically heals. High ankle sprains just take a while. Um, so, I mean, Akers was a playmaker, you know, and Henderson at least had a chance. Malcolm Brown doesn't have a chance to be that guy. Yeah, they just they don't have much. Cup is like, you know, shifty and quick. Right. But none of, none of those guys are like game breakers, and golf is so average. I mean, this is, this is not a good team. I don't want to see them in the playoffs. I don't really think they have much ceiling. I know their defense is good, but these days, you and I have talked about this, that you, you just can't play the kind of defense that you could have you know, 20 years ago where the defense could just dominate for three games where you could just destroy quarterbacks, take people out, crush receivers over the middle, and then just win a Super Bowl because of your defense. I guess Denver did it that Peyton Manning year in 2015. was the last time a, a defense really just kind of dominated its way through, you know, where they didn't really have much offense, but which is ironic because Seattle did it to them before, you know, it's like two years before, but they were still good. They still had Russell Wilson. Right. It wasn't just the defense. They had a great defense an all time defense, but I don't know if these days it's even possible to feel the defense like that. Obviously it's still possible. It still matters, but the Rams defense is, I don't think is even close to that. So I don't want to even see them in the playoffs. I'd rather see Kyler Murray running around or you know, even the bears who are, they're probably like a, they're probably kind of like the Rams. They're kind of like the Rams now. You know, they're mostly yeah. defense. But by the way, the Ram- Arizona might not have Kyler Murray for that matter. All right, he got hurt lately. I heard the it very last play. He got hurt. You know, so it could be 
Backup quarterback versus backup quarterback. Could be really yeah, ugly. I, I heard the Murray injury wasn't serious, but yeah. a lot of times they say, it's not serious. Like he's, it's not career threatening. Oh, but he'll miss three weeks. Like, yeah. He won't be amputated, injury. but you know, yeah, he's, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Arizona, oh, Cliff Kingsbury is terrible too. He's another yeah. bottom five coach. He's one of the 20 bottom five coaches out there. Yeah. I can't remember the decisions in that game, but I saw, I saw that I was the Lions game. I had the Lions. I made that line Tampa minus three and a half or something like that. And then it was like eight and a half. I'm like, wow, what am I missing? All right, I guess I'll take the Lions, even though I'm a little nervous because I must be missing yeah. something. You know, Matthew Stafford's playing. You know, what's the, you know, it's like Tampa, you know, barely beat Atlanta the week before at home. Now they're on the road. Stafford's playing. Okay. So eight and a half. Then it goes up to like nine and a half. Then uh, all of the Lions coaches get COVID. I'm like, Okay, uh, I guess that's bad, but they they can still game plan, you know, and send it in and run it. It's not like it's rocket science, the the down and distance or playing calling. And then the line goes up to like 12 before game time. I'm like, what's going on here? And then Stafford gets hurt on like the, you know, the first quarter. And I had Marvin Jones in the stake league too, you know, so I was, I was bad, but yeah. And then it was, it was like Detroit. Why do they, they should have just forfeited the game. I mean, why would you even go out there and play like that? I've never seen a team. I thought the Vikings defense was bad on Friday, but I've never seen a team just put up no resistance. And then the announcers no. in that game were going on. Like they were like, they were just like cheering the bucks so hard. Like, yeah. And Brady, look how amazing this is. And they're doing this stuff. And I'm like, dude, what, what are you even talking about? Do you see what's going on in this game? Like these guys were so stupid. Those two announcers. Yeah. Well, was everyone was so kissing weird. up to Brady, of course, but you know, that, that no, but they were like trying to analyze the game. Like, like the lions were the 2000 Ravens or something they're like, yeah. Oh man, it's all working now. They're looking at what they're executing. I'm like, the other team's not even trying. Yeah. The other team's not even, it's not even like they're playing the team it was very, it was a weird game. I mean, what your sign is that Brady didn't play a single snap in the second half. The bucks realized the lions weren't even trying. Yeah. When do you bench your starting quarterback when the playoffs are on the line in the start of the third quarter? I mean, it just, and you know, in one of my Super Bowls, I'm going against Brady. I was like, okay, great. If you would have told me, oh, Brady will only be able to play a half in this game. I'm like, sign me up. All right. And then he gets, you look in the 350 yards and and a half. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was crazy. They should have got him some records. They should have let him try to go get 700 yards or something. You know, (laughs) why not? If the Lions are going to field that team. Take advantage, you know, get some, get, some, get in the record books. This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Even for, you know, for the Lions, even that was, it was that bad. I mean, that, that was, I mean, they've got five wins somehow too. That's the thing that's crazy. Um, what are you going to write on uh, for East Coast offense this week? I'm going to grade my preseason predictions. That's what I do week 17 every year. Oh, nice. And one of them, uh, I said, Van Jefferson will outscore Justin Jefferson. Oop. And that, that, that <laughs> and the thing that's funny about that is in the preseason, like Justin Jefferson was like the third or fourth receiver. Like Ola BC Johnson was running with the, you know, running with the first team. Opposite that's a Thielen. savage decision. Right. It, it was. And so, and then, and then, uh, and Van Jefferson, they were just talking. He was the talk of the camp. It was like, oh, this guy's awesome. And he was and okay was, in week one, too. He actually made some plays in week one. Well, it was weird because he was a second-round pick, and yet he was injured you know, in the combine. So he didn't, I think he didn't run in the combine. And I started thinking, look how good he is in camp. And the fact that they took him that high, even though you know, it was, he, he didn't like do anything in the combine. He wasn't like 
one of those prospects everyone was talking about, I'm like, they must know something. He must be really good. This guy, yeah. he must just be like one of those guys. Like everyone talked to Deontay Johnson for a while. Like, Oh, this guy's really good. Everyone's like, you know, even though like the evidence was okay. Well, he was like, a, Deontay Johnson was like a fourth round pick or something. It's like, really? He's that good. And I, I see what they, they saw in Deontay Johnson. He's super quick. But with Van Jefferson, I was like, oh, it must be because they know something. And now he's killing in camp. This is one of those like real deal guys that just shows up and never looks back. And Justin Jefferson wasn't getting anything. It was a first round pick. And how like that, that just that really that's I'm going to remind myself next year when I start reading about the hype about some of these guys, that Van Jefferson over Justin Jefferson prediction. You should. You should, but uh, I always look forward to that. You know, one of those predictions, one of these predictions will be wrong. That's you. You've yeah. got you've given yourself the free score, and that one's always right. Yeah, it's yes. always right. But it's it's tough. You know, I mean, Barkley will be a top five back. Beckham will be a top five receiver. All this stuff. I mean, there's going to be taking a lot of L's in this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, I may disallow you from using OBJ in your predictions article in future years after this, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> I'm going to do it next year. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening to us all season long and, and watching this on YouTube too, as well. Uh, we're still doing the XM show. In fact, we'll be doing that in about 30 minutes here. Uh, but please subscribe, rate, and review. We got Mario and John are going to be going all season long, we, and we'll have our full crew for the rest of this week. We got Jake and Joe tomorrow. Thanks again for listening to us all season long. Good luck if uh, you've got something at stake tonight in your championship game or in week 17. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.